0: good morning. God is good. The answer to that is all the time. God is good. All the time in every situation, our God is a good God. Although there are moments in life you think, oh wow, I was uh, doing a job at home and I broke my jigsaw. Um, Well, yeah, uh, not a jigsaw puzzle. They come broken, and you have to put them together. But my jigsaw, which I use for cutting wood, came together, and now it's in pieces. It broke anyway. My jigsaw broke altogether, Ha. Ah. And um, it's sadder than that, to be honest. I was halfway through a job, so I needed to change it. It was necessary for me to get a new one. So I went online, as you do, and, and to look at which want to buy. I was amazed. I was... Staggered. I was awestruck. I, etc., at the variety that I could choose from, the type, the make, the model, uh, D shape, bowl shape, you name it. Uh, such a variety. Um, it was so difficult. I, I was overwhelmed by choice. Apparently, psychologists call this call this the paradox of choice. Or choice paralysis is another word that they use. Choice paralysis. There was so many to choose from. Uh, I, I found it difficult to make the choice. Uh, and, and I got to thinking about this and thinking how in the Western world we are overwhelmed with choice. On a pretty well everything that we want to buy from the most basic of foodstuffs to the technological thing, we are overwhelmed by choice. Everything is choice. Um, It it can become quite stressful. The psychologists, as I say, call it uh, the paradox of of choice or choice paralysis and the stressful situations that we find ourselves in not being able to choose. Um, When I was a lad, (laughs) when I was a lot younger than I am now, Mum said, go to the shop and buy me a loaf of bread. I came back with a loaf of bread. I didn't need to have a specific list of which kind of bread. I ought- Does anybody else know what I'm talking about right now? Uh, if, if I went to get some milk, um, I, I didn't have multiple choices for a bottle of milk. I just go get me milk. I came back, I had milk. It was just milk. I went got the milk. Today the choice is staggering. Whether I get whole milk, semi-skim milk, skim milk, organic milk, soy milk, almond milk, rice milk, milk, coconut milk, cashew milk, milk, long-life milk. I ask you, if you go on the if you go on the Tesco website. If you go on the Tesco website, not now. Can you say whatever I say? Not now. okay, you listen. But you need to check it. Go on the Tesco website and write milk in the search engine. 369 options. You think that's bad? <laughs> A loaf of bread, of course, is equally confusing with so many multiple options. You go in Asda and you walk up and down the aisle with the bread and it's overwhelming about which one you should buy. You know, it's, it's little wonder that you know I, I end up staggering out of Asda, Bean shopping, going down the milk aisle and the yogurt aisle and the butter aisle and any other aisle, and the multiple choices, especially if Pam has sent me to do something and get something, and I don't know which one she wants. Don't ask me to buy washing up powder, for the love of God, don't ask me to buy you what I don't know what you want. The choice is staggering. I, I come out of Asda. My, my mind is about to explode. I I just want to sit down somewhere quiet and, and have a cup of coffee, so I go into Costa. <laughs> yes, sir, Americano, flat white, black white, mocha, cappuccino, latte, cortado, fresh brew, espresso, mocha. What kind of milk do you want? What am I What kind of milk do you want? I'm back to the Tesco list on milk. Now, another huge long list, and when I've decided that, what kind of cup do you want? They have languages that I do not understand. Okay, grande, or I don't know, medium me, small light. You want that to go or to stay? I want it to drink. You will not believe the next thing I say. In fact, I'll do it a different way. You'll not believe this. Do not look it up on the internet now. But when you go home, check this to be true or not. Here's a question How many different drink combinations do Starbucks offer? They're not all available in every store. How many drink options do you think Starbucks offer? This is on their website. Somebody give me a clue. Give me a shout. Two thousand <laughs> how many? A hundred, two thousand? Any advance? Eighty seven thousand. Go on the web, not now. Eighty they have not all available in all eighty seven thousand different drink options on Starbucks website. Who needs that amount of choice when it comes to buying a drink in a cafe? The world has gone mad. Here's something else you won't believe. My wife and I were in a restaurant recently, well, not recently, a couple of years just before COVID, with my son and his daughter-in-law. We went to the Cecil. I have to admit, it, it was a nice restaurant. The man came over, a lovely waiter came over. He said, You want some water for the table? I said, Is it on fire? I said, I'd like some water for the table. He came back with the water menu. You think I'm joking. He came back. Has anybody else been in a restaurant where they brought you a water menu? He brought me a water menu. What kind of water would you like on your menu? Would you like bottled water or start out water? Would you like spring water or mineral water or glacier water? Would you like uh, Would you like, uh, s- uh, s- flat water? Uh, Still or sparkling. Would you like still water or would you like sparkling? Is there any particular brand you would particularly like? You know, you want Evian, or do you want Volvic, or do you want Buxton, or do you want Harrogate? Do you want a Perrier? We have a cheeky little Perrier at the moment sir, of a Peregrinos on, on tap at the moment. For water in a restaurant. We are overwhelmed in life by choice. In the long run, I guess, it doesn't really matter, does it? About what bread you like or what coffee you like, it doesn't really matter. We're overwhelmed by choice, but it doesn't really matter that much. But some choices that we make really are important. Choices like the values, the ideals, and the ethics by which we live our lives We choose those things. We choose. You choose. What's your neighbor say? You choose. You choose about the kind of man or woman you want to be. You choose about the kind of standards by which you want to live. You choose those things. When we make choices about the values and standards by which we raise our children. Alec and Becky have done that today with Isaiah. They have chosen to dedicate themselves. Talking to you at the moment, pay attention. We'll ask questions later. They have chosen to dedicate themselves to raising Isaiah in a Christian home and in a godly manner. And so of the God-parents. God Isaiah is already complaining about my preaching. Normally it takes a year or two, but he started early. Yeah, and mum's gone. <laughs> Are you okay, I... Well Done, Dad. <laughs> Give him a clap round of applause. <laughs> Alec and Becky have chosen to dedicate little baby Isaiah uh, to the Lord to, the, to love the God. Um, and the God poets have dedicated themselves to playing an active part in his life. Of course, there will come a time in his life when Isaiah will have to make his own choice about it, whether he wants to follow this Jesus to whom he was dedicated as a baby. He will have to choose for himself. But then again, of course, you all will have to make that choice sometime in our lives. Every person in this room, whether you're a believer or not, will come to a moment in life where you will have to make that choice. Do I choose to follow Jesus, or do I choose not to? And to not choose is to choose. To not choose is a choice. And of course, in this day of multiple choices about pretty well everything that we can think of, many people feel that they like to choose a Jesus to suit themselves. They like to have their own sort of designer. Jesus, to say to the Lord, this is the kind of Jesus that I would like. This is the kind of Jesus that I'd be looking for. I I like to have choices in Jesus's. Uh, What kind of variety can you offer me on Jesus's? Because I like my Jesus to be there when I'm in trouble, when problems come, when difficulties come. At those moments, I'd like to turn to a Jesus who could help me in those moments. I'd like my Jesus to be one I can take out, you know, on special occasions. Oh, it's Christmas, let's take Jesus out. Oh, it's Easter, let's take Jesus out. But the rest of the time, I'd kind of like to pack him away with the Christmas tree up in the loft, just bring him out. Maybe if it's a funeral or a wedding, we'll bring him out then and have a little peep in there for a moment or two, say some nice religious words. That's the kind of Jesus I'm after. I don't want a Jesus who takes the Bible too seriously. I don't want a Jesus who expects me to submit to his demands. I don't want a Jesus who expects me to live a holy life. I want my Jesus to turn a blind eye to the things that I do. I want a, a Jesus um, who would never go to the extremes of causing, calling my bad behavior sin. That's the kind of Jesus that I'm after. Do you have one of those on offer? And my answer is: I'm sorry, we don't have one of those. But I don't want a Jesus who wants to be Lord of my life. I don't want a Jesus. I, I'd rather have a Jesus uh, who acts in a more advisory capacity than one who tells me how to live my life. That's the kind of Jesus I'm looking for. You know, I can go into a bar and I can order a Bud Light if I want a beer. I don't want a heavy beer. I want a Bud Light. I'll go to a, a, a into the cafe and say, well, I don't really want to go. Have you got a Coke Light? Well, you come to a church and say, I like a Jesus light. I don't want a really full-on one. I like a kind of light version. Well, I'm sorry there isn't one of those to offer to you. The problem is that a Jesus of your own creation is not the Jesus of the Bible. And the Jesus of the Bible only comes in one variety. And he's called King of Kings and Lord of Lords. When I say Lord of Lords, that means he's Lord of you. That's the way he wants it to be. Jesus said, if any man would come after me, let him lay down, take up his cross and follow me. And when he said that, when you picked up a cross, it you're going to go somewhere to die. And that's what Jesus invites people to do. To come to hell and die, to lay down their old life and to pick up a new life. I, I find myself sometimes in social situations. Believe it or not, people do invite me out sometimes. Um, or, or I may be on holiday and, and we meet people and, and you get chatting and you get talking. And uh, I'm interested to see the reaction on the phases when... We start talking about what do you do for a living. Men always talk about that. Men always say, what do you do? Ladies say, how many kids have you got? But men always say, what do you do? What's your job? In fact, now they don't say, what do you do? what did you do? (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been retired? Have you got a funeral plan? (laughs) <laughs> but it's interesting in those situations <laughs> excuse me i am had a good time all on my own here <laughs> it's interesting to watch the faces of people when you eventually say well I, I'm a Christian minister a church leader and, and watch the expression on their faces when they suddenly think I think I'd rather be over there with the guy with the anorak who collects car registration numbers, <laughs> that are talking to this weirdo, this wacky. However, by the time they've sort of regained their equilibrium, and by the time they've got some composure again, they start telling me that they don't believe in Jesus or talking about how they feel about this Jesus that they don't really believe in. So my response is normally to ask them to tell me about the Jesus that... They have rejected. Tell me about him. And the reality is normally people don't really have a clear idea of who it is that they're rejecting. They have a kind of weird kind of idea of who Jesus was and still is. And the Jesus that they try to describe is a composite between some really naff religious stuff that they've picked up by watching programs on TV about serial killers It's always a Christian. If he's a Christian in a movie, you know he did it. He's a weird, wacky one. Or this wimpish Jesus so often portrayed in the movies. Or the boring, lifeless experience they have endured when forced to attend church. And they've gone into an icy cold, mock gothic refrigerator on the corner of some street where they were. Used to stick to the pews when it got hot. Has anybody had that experience but me? They're rejecting a Jesus of their own imagination. So I'm always delighted to tell them that I agree with them 100% that I would reject that Jesus also. I also don't believe in a Jesus that would be such a naff figure. But then I do like to tell them about the real Jesus, the Jesus who is the real deal. And I'll let you, if you'd permit me, I'm going to do it if you don't permit me, but (laughs) it sounds polite when you say that, doesn't it? Permit me to tell you about the real Jesus, so when the phony Jesus comes along, you can understand that he is not the real deal. The Jesus of the Bible is God in human form. He came to earth on a mission to enable mankind who had been separated from God by sin. That's us doing our own thing so that we could be reunited with our Heavenly Father, our Creator. This Jesus of the Bible died on the cross, giving his life as a ransom that we might know forgiveness of sin and peace with God. He loves you so much, this Jesus, that he gave his life that you may know him and be with him forever. This is the real deal, Jesus. He died because he loved you. This Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man can come to God except by me. There was not a multiple choice here. Jesus I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. There's no other variety of Jesus that's going to make that work for you. Your imagination, imaginary Jesus, won't do that for you. The real deal, Jesus, is the only one who will. I made that choice from fifty odd years ago, and do you know most people? If you're not in the church, you won't know this, but the members of this church know that I absolutely adore my wife. She is fantastic. I have we've been married over fifty years. I was seven. Well. Right. Kind of church. We've been married over 50 years. And you know what? I've still got a schoolboy crush on my wife. She makes my heart beat faster when I hear her voice. I'm filled. I'm delighted. I love the bones of the woman. And the best choice I ever made in all my life, Pam, I'm telling you, no, the best choice I ever made was when I met Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying... <laughs> I'm telling you. Is that true? She said yes. She'd say the same thing, by the way. That's the Jesus that I love. The Jesus of the Bible is alive and well. Death could not hold him. The grave could not keep him. The tomb tomb has no power over him. He's alive and he's well. He rose victoriously, victoriously from death so that those who believe in him can have eternal life. Jesus said, because, oh, the Bible says, because he lives, you can live also. Isn't that fantastic? You know, I think people would love to meet a Jesus like that. I think people would love to meet a Jesus like that. The Jesus of the Bible is now seated on the throne of heaven. He's triumphant and he's ruling over all things. He's preparing a place for those who have received him that where he is, you might be also. Is the church in here. I don't see a single amen. I want to say that again. He's seated on the throne of heaven. Isn't he just? He's triumphant, ruling over all things. He's ruling over my life, taking care of me every particular day. And he's preparing a place that... I can be with him. That's fantastic. I think people would like to meet a Jesus like that. The Jesus of the Bible continues to work on earth today by his Holy Spirit and by people empowered by his Holy Spirit. He continues to save those who are lost, to heal those who are sick, to deliver those who are oppressed, to set captains free. You know, I think people would love to meet a Jesus who's like that. I think he'd love to meet people, would love to meet a Jesus like that. Who wants to be part of knowing some imaginary Jesus in some awful, dingy, horrible kind of way when you can know Jesus like that? The Jesus of the Bible is full of compassion, he's full of loving kindness, and he continues today to bind up the brokenhearted, he continues to comfort those who are mourning. He comforts to turn. He continues to turn people's weeping into dancing. He continues to clothe people who are in despair with a garment of praise. He comes to lift your spirits and to guide you and help you through every day of your life. I know people would love to meet a Jesus who is like that. The big Jesus of the Bible continues to bring hope to those who are without hope. He continues to bring direction. To those who are lost, he continues to bring purpose to those who are adrift and friendship to those who are alone. I believe people would love to meet a Jesus who is like that. See, the Jesus of your imagination has nothing to offer when times of trouble come. No power to offer, no peace to give, no joy to bring, nothing to offer except dead religion rules and laws. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give it you in all of its fullness. I believe people would love to meet a Jesus who's like that. When we talk about choices today, you have a choice of receiving Jesus as Lord or Savior or not. You have a choice to receive him or to reject him. There's there's no middle ground here. This is not like Starbucks with 87,000 different options. There's just two options, to reject him or to receive him. The Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Isn't that wonderful? To as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Who are the children of God? Those who have received him. Those who have said, Jesus, I want you in my life. You know, if you want to receive Jesus into your life, he's simply a prayer away right now. And I'm going to pray. As I close, I'm going to pray. And I would invite you, if you would like to make Jesus Lord of your life, to pray this with me. I have to say it out loud, just in your own hearts. But if you're sincere, then pray along with me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the real deal. I believe you're the genuine one, the saviour of the world. I believe that you lived and died for me and rose again. I believe you love me. And I ask you to come And make yourself real to me. I open my life to you. I ask for your forgiveness. For living life for myself. And I turn to you. And receive you as my Lord. And as my saviour. I thank you for hearing my prayer. And even though it was prayed in silence, you who know hearts know the sincerity of my prayer. I know it was prayed in silence, but I also know it was heard in heaven. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Folks, if you prayed that in a genuine in genuine sincerity, then, then I, first of all, I'd like to say this welcome to the family. But I'd also like you to do something else, and that is this tell somebody that you did that. Tell somebody that you prayed. So come and tell me, or one of the leaders here at the front, or maybe somebody you came with. Tell somebody you did that before you leave the building. Because if you believe with your heart and confess with your tongue then Jesus said you will be saved. I think with some literature if you'd like some more literature there's literature that we can give you. Or alternatively on August the 14th Dave? 14th of August? Not August, uh, June. Alpha? On June the 14th, after Tuesday, we're starting our Alpha course. The Alpha course is a course which explains about Christianity to those people who would like more. You'd be more than welcome to come along on that course. It's 7.30 in the evening, I think. There may be a daytime one as well. Tuesday, 14th of June. Amen. Dave, are we coming back, please? of the musicians, singers. Thank you so much. And we're going to sing a great song of amazing grace, I'm sure you all know it, written by a man called John Newton. He'd been a slave trader, he'd been a slave trader, who came to a place where he knew that he needed to have God in his life, Uh, gloriously born again into the family of God, wrote this marvellous song. So we're going to stand to sing, please. Thank you, Dave.